Hi, I'm Greg Schaefer, and welcome to the virtual CISO moment. The CISSP, or the Certified Information Systems Security Professional. This is, some consider, the gold standard as far as information security certifications. I've had my certification for 15 years now, I believe, is when I sat for the test in 2007. And every three years, it's refreshed. It uh, provides for taking um, continuing education uh, credits so that you maintain a knowledge base in information security. But recently, I was talking with a colleague of mine who questioned the need for validity of the CISSP. And I think it's a valid question. And certainly, I had to do a little bit of research to see what has changed, what hasn't changed too much over the years. Certainly, when I, when I took the CISSP, there were, I believe, 10 domains, and now that there are eight. And those eight domains now, and I'm going to read this off of here, is uh, security and risk management, asset security, security architecture and engineering, communication and network security, identity and access management, security assessment and testing, security ops, and software development security. So... My colleague was, was saying that perhaps this is too broad of a spectrum, particularly for some practi practitioners, uh, depending upon what it is that they're doing. And in some ways, I agree. In fact, I would even go so far as to say that I agree completely there with regards to what it is that you're doing. Now, that kind of steps into the field of the, of the chief information security officer or the uh, virtual chief information security officer, which really need to have the same um, skill set and mindset um, as their full-time equivalents. One aspect of the CISSP is its broadness. Now, I remember when I first uh, was studying for the CISSP, I was convinced that my strongest domain was going to be in networking. I mean, after all, that's how I grew up in IT, if you will. I started my career as a network technician at the University of Buffalo back in 1989. And naturally, I'd figure that the networking side I'd be the strongest on. But what I came to find out that actually my strongest suit was in the risk management side, which I found both surprising and also a bit of an epiphany. And really, that helped to direct my career going forward. So you've heard me say several times on this podcast that information security is risk management, that uh, the chief information security officer is really all about being tasked with managing information security risks. And that can go across an entire spectrum from networking to encryption to software development to legal to all of those areas. And it's for that reason why in our organization, VCSO Services, for every client engagement, a, the, the virtual CISO leading it must meet two very succinct requirements. The first requirement is that they have at least five years of experience as a chief information security officer or equivalent, basically the highest level information security executive in an organization for five years full-time, at least five years. And the reason for that is because the by, by, by definition almost, the virtual CISO 
is a position, a role for small and mid-sized businesses that can't afford a full-time chief information security officer, but they want the experience of one. They want the same role. Now, it's true that you can hire in a newly minted, if you will, VC so, and they can learn on the job. But when you're working for a client a limited number of hours a month, learning on the job is not very effective, and nor, nor is it the, the most efficient use of the client's funds. And therefore, we mandate that any relationship, any engagement needs to be led by one with proper experience to be able to bring that risk management experience to the small and mid-sized business. And I might get into that a little bit more in depth in another podcast, but this one's really focused on the CISSP because that's our second requirement. You must have, if you're going to lead an engagement, the CISSP. Now, why is that? There, the argument can be made, first of all, that a certification is just that. It's like a, just something on paper. Paper tigers, I think, was the term that they used. I'm certainly familiar with this. My first certifications back in the day were actually for a product called Netware. Some of the uh, more seasoned uh, uh, viewers and listeners of this podcast know what Netware was back, th back in the day. Um, and back then, it was a challenge to be certified. You had to do a lot of work. But then the concept of boot camps came about. And where you could basically go away for a week and really prime yourself and get the certification. And over time, there were more and more newly minted folks with these sought after certifications, whether it be in NetWare or Cisco or um, Windows NT certification was another one I had, I think for 351, if I remember the numbers correctly, it's been a while. The problem there is that the market got flooded and you had so many folks that were great on paper but could not apply the knowledge. And that diluted the effectiveness and really the relevance of certifications. Now the CISSP, and actually this is my original study guide here, it was, let's see how thick it is, um, it was probably the hardest exam I ever sat for. Six hours, if I remember correctly, back in the day where you actually had to go and sit for an exam and not know that you passed until many weeks later, unlike today where you get virtually instantaneous feedback. But what makes the CISSP different, and what did back in the day too, when I took it, is that you already had to have had significant experience in, in several other domains. And plus, you had to have sponsors, those who are already CISSPs that can attest to your experience. And the reason for that was to try to make it so that the CISSP wasn't going to become like the network certifications and so on became more like just on paper. Now, how does this relate getting back to the usefulness of the CISSP today? I have become convinced in my years of both in IT and information security that the best chief information security officers out there are the ones that can effectively grasp information security from a holistic standpoint. There are many, many influences to information security. The least of not is the business itself. When all is said and done, this is a 
business requirement. It's not technical. There are certainly technical aspects that a CISSP, a virtual CISO or CISO, has to understand. You have to understand the fundamentals of encryption, for example. You don't have to be an expert. Same thing with coding. You don't have to be an expert. You have to understand the fundamentals of it. And you have to understand the fundamentals of many different areas. And for that reason, one reason, our organization mandates the CISSP. When I interview potential virtual CISOs for vCISO services, I look at experience, but I really look at how they can apply that experience. I'll ask questions to that effect. When you're learning and preparing for the CISSP, you're learning more about how to apply all of these different domains to information security. That's what being a chief information security officer is all about. Now I'll get back to the beginning where my first, uh, the strongest domain, the one that I was the strongest in as I was taking these practices exams back in 2006, 2007, was in information security risk management, which that eventually um, pushed my career into that direction and away from networking. At that point in time, I was already heavily into IT security. First firewall installed was in 2000, if I remember correctly and had migrated into more of the security officer role at the organization that I was at. And so it became a natural progression. Now, unfortunately, there are some organizations that believe that the, the CISO or the virtual CISO is just more or less either a technical leader or a compliance leader or both. Those are certainly two very important aspects of being a virtual CISO, but they're not, it doesn't end there. I encourage anybody who is interested in being a chief information security officer to work on the CISSP, not as the end of your preparations for being a chief information security officer, but the beginning. You have to learn how to understand the business. You have to learn how to understand where your information is and why it's important. You have to understand, learn how to understand the culture, the business culture, and you have to understand soft skills as well too. That may be another completely separate podcast as well. Um, I know I've mentioned before about Toastmasters, for example. But I really wanted to sit down and spend a few minutes on, on the CISSP here again, because I, I have heard some disparaging comments about it, maybe not intentional, but maybe just questioning the usefulness of it. And I can't help but completely and utterly disagree with those comments, because they're, 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 there's always a, a, a good use and a bad use to, to certain certifications and items and, and all of that. I'm not one that necessarily um, is going to agree, for example, that somebody needs to have a four-year degree for a particular position. But I also, usually in the same breath, will say that one of, if not the most important things that I ever learned in college 
was how to manage time and therefore manage resources, which has helped me throughout my entire career in ways that I never, ever would have imagined. Same thing with the CISSP. You have that foundation of that CISSP, and you have the credentials, because that's the other aspect of it, where higher levels are actually looking for that paper. You have those two together, you've built a foundation for being a very, very effective chief information security officer. And once you have that fundamental foundation that won't crack, then you build on that continuously. And when is that building complete? I don't know. I'm not there yet. Every day for me is, a, is, is about learning more, whether it be on the technical side or on the regulatory side or on the business side, the risk management side. I'm constantly learning every day. But the CISSP, I encourage you that if you want to be a virtual CISO, that you have this foundation in addition to the experience. And again, that's required for some organizations, including my own, for the reasons that I said. And on that note, if you're a qualified virtual CISO interested in looking at other opportunities, feel free to reach out to me. Um, and if you have any questions with regards to the um, virtual CISO uh, role or also with regards to the CISSP, again, it's been a while since I've actually um, uh, done studies in it, but I still remember a lot of what it's about. Just just let me know. I'm, I'm happy to help out. It's, it's about making a difference. I, I, I firmly believe that, that, and I've said this many times, that if you have a heart of a servant, you're never going to be unsuccessful. You'll always be successful. So what do you think? CISSP? Is it worth it? If not, and, and, and if it isn't worth it, then why? Or if it is worth it, then why? We'd love to hear your uh, comments, your questions, your, your arguments, if you will. So thank you for listening and stay secure.